Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you in iHeart 3D Audio. For maximum effect and fun, headphones are recommended. If we had a theme song for our fantasy football league, what would it be? Wow. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah. Um, don't go breaking my heart. <laughs> I don't know. Really? That's the first thing that popped into my head. Welcome to the Jungle was mine, but I don't even know that that makes any sense. Hi there. It's me, Rain Wilson. I played Dwight K. Schrute on The Office on NBC, but more importantly... On the Office Fantasy Football League, I am the manager of Satan's Ballerinas. Hi, guys. Welcome to a very special edition of the Office Deep Dive. I, well, I'm your host, Brian Baumgartner, but I may sound a little different. You might notice things a little different, right? Well, that's because we're not in a studio, no. We're at one of my, well, favorite establishments here in San Diego, California, getting ready to cheer on the Green Bay Packers. That's right, football is back, baby. But before we get to enjoying the game, I hope, uh, I told you before I was going to bring back some of the other managers of our fantasy football league, and that's what I'm going to do today. Today's guest is none other than Mr. Seahawk, Mr. Rain Wilson himself. Now, Rain has been a part of our league since the very beginning, like myself. Uh, some might say he's old as time. Okay, nobody says that, but he does have a certain uh, reputation, if you will, in the league for being, uh, how do I put this? He, He's a trash talker, okay? He, he, he likes to stir the pot, but hey, that's what makes us love him, right? Or at least tolerate him. Uh, now, Rain and I, we're gonna go deep. This is a deep dive. After all, we're gonna talk everything 
from the kickoff of the football season uh, to some of his big new projects, his adventures, and the meaning of the universe. So that's right. This is this this is gonna be a big one. That's what she said. So settle in, grab a cold one if you want, no pressure. I definitely will. And get ready for the incredible, the unmistakable Rain Wilson. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning Left over from the night before I was going to say I have absolutely the worst fantasy football team in our league, but then I looked at yours. <laughs> but I don't understand how, with my, the team that I have, I don't understand how I got 76 points. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into, well, discussing some of life's big questions and Dwight Schrute. But we're we're here for some football. Rain, 17th year of the office fantasy football league. First off, let's, let's talk about the draft a little bit. Now we did the draft. We did a zoom draft. Yes. And, and a a snake draft, not an auction draft, a snake, a snake draft, not an auction draft. Oh, and we were on zoom. Most of us, most, almost all of us. Mm -hmm. Now I do have to say this. I thought that the, the zoom idea is great. But nobody talked and everyone was looking at their sheets and the thing. So every time I would look at the Zoom, all you see are people looking down or looking straight <laughs> ahead, but not looking at the camera. They're looking at their things. It's, That's true. It's kind of ridiculous. I feel that like. That is true. That it, it was kind of silly. It was not, it was kind of a letdown socially. And it wasn't, it wasn't the rip roaring fun I thought it would be. I was the one who pushed for a Zoom, although you had done it last year, but I couldn't do it last year. And last year was more fun. I don't know why. Yeah. I, well, people are take they take it seriously. People and do, well they should. Yes, they do take it. Now you, you I would say you take it as seriously as anyone. Sure. Yeah, I take it very seriously. Now you you played David Wallace. Yes, you played David Wall- Wallace and Son, and and it's yep. mostly his son. Yeah, and they smoked me. And Tyreek Hill, thirty two points. Kelsey, 30, 23 points. Uh, Jamar Chase from Cincinnati, nineteen points. Robbie Gould from San Francisco got fourteen. <laughs> um, give me a break. That's more than Austin Eckler, my first pick, <laughs> the kicker from San Francisco. <laughs> So, but what about all the office fans listening right now going, I don't play fantasy football. I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. Well, I don't, I I mean, I'm not that concerned about that right now because here's the thing we do. (laughs) (laughs) And so I want, I want to, I want to talk about, about, about me for a second and our friend, John Krasinski. We had our draft at an, at a normal time in the United States. He was in Romania the the point about bringing him up is that I played him and because he was traveling in Romania, he was auto drafting and he destroyed, destroyed me. I mean, that's particularly frustrating. Like he got Jalen hurts who scored, I don't know, 72 points. Yeah. He's got 30, 35 points from Jalen hurts who would have thunk it. Aaron Rodgers 1.32. You're good, buddy. Aaron Rodgers, MVP Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was not the best week for the Packers, and yeah. certainly for me, it's very fr- what's what's the name of your team? Satan's Ballerinas. <laughs> That's my old school name. Sometimes I mix it up when I have a good pun. My I have another league where I drafted uh, is an auction league. I drafted Russell Wilson, and um, I call it Let Russ Cook Meth. Why is he cooking meth? I don't know. Because everyone says, let Russ cook. That's kind of the Seattle chant. Because yes. they want him to get unleashed so he can just kind of do his thing. Which they're finally starting to let him do. And he threw for four touchdowns. And he's kind of unstoppable. But 
I like let Russ cook meth because it makes me laugh. You, you have well, you you have Jason Myers. You have the kicker. You have <laughs> that's all I have. You in have Seattle. you have no other. Was that disappointing for you? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna trade for someone. I'm gonna get someone going here. How do you feel about Seattle this year? I feel really good about Seattle, but there are some other teams out there that are really, you know, the Rams are are gonna be uh, tough to beat this year. The NFC and, West uh, is going to be tough across the board. Yeah, and and Arizona as well. And uh, I think there's going to be a few others that that pop out there. And and Tampa Bay was looking surprisingly stout after their Super Bowl win on Game One against a tough Dallas team. Listen to us. We should have our own ESPN show. I mean, really? Shouldn't we? Sh- I Do mean, we want to talk about the Office at all? We- I feel bad for the people going. Eh. I want to talk about the office. <laughs> well, we will. We will. We will talk about the office. But I talked to Stephen Sox recently, our commissioner of the fantasy football league. Yep. He told us that you offer the worst trades to anyone in the league. Yeah, now that's is probably this, true. Now is this? Do you when you're when you're proposing that trade? Are you just hoping that the other person is not paying attention? No, I. When you offer a trade, it's like. It's like you go to a, a a market in Morocco and you're like, oh, that's a nice rug. How much is it? $90. You know what? I'll give you 30. Oh, you, oh you're crazy. Okay, 60. Uh, I'll give you 37. Okay. And you meet and you, you buy it at $50. That's you know what I mean? You, like, that's how you're supposed to do the draft or a yeah, trading? That's how you do a trade too. So it's like when I say like, oh, I'll trade you, you know, um, Ryan Tannehill for Russell Wilson. That means like we're gonna meet in the middle. We're gonna find something like like work with me here. Work with me. That's my idea. Is that you kind of work it along. But some people are like they get insulted and they're like no, and and, and then it's done. So. What, what about what if I what if I offered you Ezekiel Elliott for Austin Eckler? I would seriously consider that. Do you want to trade? Do you want to consummate that right now? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Ezekiel Elliott for Austin Eckler. Yep. We're done. And and now we have a trade. Done. Consummated. Publicly. Uh, so we'll see what happens. So what what else is going on with you besides fantasy? What are you, are there any work projects that are happening right now? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking, Brian. Um, <laughs> I uh, I just did a movie with Brian Cranston and Annette Benning called Jerry and Marge Go Large. And uh, it was a very funny and interesting film. I'm really uh, excited for people to see it. It's a, based on a true story about this couple in Michigan that figured out that this certain lottery game, if they played it the right way, they could be guaranteed winners. So they got all the people in their small town in Michigan to over the years to be playing this lottery game and made dozens and dozens of people, I won't say like millionaires, but kind of saved their town essentially. Now, wait a um, second. This is, a, this is a true, this is based on a true, true story. story. True story. I've yes. heard this story. Yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing story. And the name of the article, if you want to Google it, is Jerry and Marge go large. And I play a supporting role of the guy who runs the liquor store where they buy all their thousands of lottery tickets. Okay. But, um, I kind of come along for the ride. So it, that's, it was, it was a lot of fun working with Brian again and people who know that he directed the work bus episode of the office, that's terrific right. director, multi-talented human being, great human being. And, uh, I shot in Atlanta, your hometown, okay. which I have to say was the first time I've shot there. I've been through a bunch of times. I loved it. Atlanta is an amazing town. Great food, culture, diversity, vibrant, traffic sucks, but yeah. it was really uh, phenomenal. Where And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go do uh, a part on this new AMC limited series called Dark Winds, which I know sounds a lot like farts. Warm winds would be more so, but yeah. dark winds. Okay, go ahead. It sounds like farts. So- I'm going to go do that for a, a few days. And and then I got a bunch of other things. I'm always cooking up stuff, Brian. I you're got all, a lot of stuff. No, I, I know you're always cooking up stuff. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, for one moment, I want to go back 
to your other movie, I did a, let's see if I can reconstruct the plot of this. The first movie I ever did was called Herman USA. Okay. Okay. And it was about a small town that, oh gosh, I don't want to mess this up, that had too many men in it and not (laughs) enough women. And And the town was dying. And so they similarly put out an ad basically like we're looking for women to come to town basically to try to get the ratio up and it worked and that town was saved as well. Herman USA available. (laughs) I have no idea where from somewhere circa late nineties ish. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So I did it. I did a, I did a movie like that. Atlanta, where, not your address, but where were you, what area were you staying in Atlanta? I stayed at uh, 84 Willoughby Street. <laughs> Why? I just literally said, don't give the address. No, that's where I stayed. It's an Airbnb. You can oh go. Oh, my God. You can go rent the Airbnb that I stayed in. And then think about you in that Airbnb? Yep. And the things yep. that you did there? I didn't do anything nefarious, I promise you. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch-ch- 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I hear you also, uh, you have a new pet. <laughs> we have a, my wife is insane, which I love. Right. She's, it, it's very funny. There is a picture of her that she has framed on her desk of her feeding these geese that are on her port or her deck, like in the seventies when she's a child, she's a little girl in a white dress, like just just with eyes filled with wonder, feeding these geese. Right. And she loves animal. I mean, she's animal gaga crazy. And she has horses at a nearby uh, stables. And this is a true story. Her horse died, which was very sad, but it was old. It was about 26 years old and it had some health problems. Her white horse named Gus died. And then they cleared it out. They left the stall empty and then moved into the stall a week, two weeks later was a white peacock. It really was a peahen, a white peahen, female peacock. And Wait, moved it just in, moved in. Like it, on its own? Yeah. There's no one knows where it came from. They'd never seen it before. They'd never see any peahens in the area. All of a sudden it was just living in this stall. A white no joke. A white peacock. It couldn't stay in the in the stables because it was flapping around and spooking the horses. <laughs> so, and we learned, by the way, that peacocks are the largest flying birds. I always thought like a condor was bigger, but I guess a peacock's heavier than a condor. So, okay, she trained it to go get bird feed in a uh, a big pen, and then closed the pen, and we brought it and brought this peacock Alma, which means soul in Spanish. Alma to our house. So now we have, in fact, <laughs> I'm looking at Alma right now, right outside my window. She likes to sit in this olive tree and groom herself and look in at me in the window. That is so. crazy. And it won't, yeah. it doesn't fly away. It likes no. its home. It likes, cause we feed it. We give it some bird seed and berries and stuff like that. Wow. So, so you have horses. You also have my favorite of your animals and what I didn't know that it existed before, a zonkey. We have a zonkey, yeah. <laughs> yes, we have a, a zebra-donkey hybrid named Derek. But now do you have the zonkey because you like the word zonkey? Because that's why I would have it. I do love the word zonkey, but this is my wife again. I think this is what happens when you marry a, a minor television celebrity and you have too much time on your hands. She saw a zonkey... <laughs> And she was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It has zebra stripes, but looks like a donkey. And then she Googled zonkeys. And the first thing that came up was zebrasrus.com. Okay. She went to zebrasrus.com, which used to be located in Riverside, California. She called them. She's like, do you sell zonkeys? And they said, well, as a matter of fact, we just had a new zonkey <laughs> yes. that was born yesterday. <laughs> named, it didn't have a name. And for $3,500... When he's six weeks old and can be weaned from his mother, we will have him delivered to your house. And we had a horse corral behind our house. And my wife was like, okay, <laughs> here's my credit card number. <laughs> and it was that six, easy. Six weeks later, there was a zonkey at our house. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is why people hate the elites of Hollywood. <laughs> you, have a, you have a white. Semi-albino peacock. Yes. Horses. Okay. A, zon a zonkey. We also have a donkey named Chili Beans. And by the way, Chili Beans is adorable. And donkeys are the best animals in the world. I love donkeys. They're just sweet. They're cuddly. They're loyal. They're just wonderful. Highly recommend. And then in our backyard, we have two pigs, Snortington and Amy. <laughs> yeah. And then we have two pit bulls, right? Rescues, yes. Uh, Poe and Diamond, right? Yeah. So your so your dogs you rescue, your yeah. your more exotic the animals are rescue you rescue too. You and pay chili for chili beans a rescue. Derek is not a rescue. Derek is a genetic monstrosity. <laughs> the zonkey. Yes, because they, they put the spermatozoa. Oh God! Of the. Here we go. go ahead. Oh, 
No, go you ahead. Have a problem with spermatozoa? You no, can't no. say that on your show. No, go ahead. You can say spermatozoa, spermatozoa, potato, potato. Go ahead. You put you in you put the spermatozoa into to fertilize the female donkey, the zebra spermatozoa into the what? Into the vagina, right? Of the donkey. Okay, that's how it thereby works. creating Derek the zonkey. Okay, so now this is a perfect transition because for, for those of you listening, are we going to talk about The Office? For Christ's sake, here, Brian, this is here, an abomination. On the set of The Office, this is this is what I'm going at. Now, I've talked to several people about this, right, and, and about certain actors' personalities. And for me, and I think for most, you are a crazy dichotomy, right, because you are spiritual, which I want to talk about in a minute, incredibly spiritual, thoughtful, lover of people and the world, and you are the crudest, most inappropriate, because <laughs> now if we were on the set of the, I don't, I mean, you talk about, people talk about you couldn't do the office today, you couldn't do the office today. The reason you couldn't do the office today is because you on set and the description, and I was baiting you a little, the description that you would have given publicly to everyone on set, cast, and crew about how exactly the zonky was created would have been way more triple X rated than what you just did. And yeah. you happened to use, well, you were trying to use scientific terms, but yes, go ahead. Go ahead. No, this is, and this is interesting because I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily a spiritual person. I, as I aspire to be a spiritual person, which is a person who's thoughtful and of service and connected to you know, the reality of God and the the beauty and harmony of the universe. And I seek to kind of let that joy seep through what I who I am as a human being. But at the same time, yes, I am an inappropriate, raunchy little 13-year-old at heart. Yeah. And that's just part of who I am. So, and I also play these weird characters on, on television comedies. So people, it's kind of weird when people see me talking about the Baha'i faith or, you know, spiritual concepts or conversations. And they're like, wait, this is the guy who played Dwight and was always taking his shirt off and was <laughs> telling fart jokes on the set of The Office. Fart jokes? Well, worse. Worse, yes. Yeah. So there's some dichotomy there, but it's all... It's all in good fun, and it's all to uplift the spirits, Brian. It's all to uplift the spirit. I want to go into this with you a little bit because people ask what you're most thankful for about, you know, working on the office or or things that I've gotten from it. And I think, in truth, the tremendously powerful messages that I hear from people that the show has given some comfort in, in very difficult times that for me, that, that gift that people give back to me or to us is the greatest gift that, that we have. I mean, you know, service members overseas or someone who's gone through, you know, having a medical issue or a medical procedure or watching the show in the hospital that it gives great comfort. And my point is, I don't feel like that was ever something we talked about. I felt like we were just kind of being idiots and trying to create this funny show and that sort of underlying comfort or nostalgia, some people have said, that wasn't something that we were trying for, right? You know, you said that perfectly, and I 100% agree with everything that you said. And it was literally the most surprising thing about doing The Office for me. And it started relatively soon, where... You know, people early on in season two, they started saying, oh, I love the show. And then, you know, season three, you know, oh, I watch the show. We watch it together as a family. And then all of a sudden I started hearing these like, you know, our parents were getting a divorce and the siblings, we would all gather and watch The Office. And it was a time when we could just laugh together. Or my sister had cancer and we would watch it in the in the hospital. And then the stories just go on and on and on of how much the laughter, camaraderie, bonhomie, uplifting kind of spirit of what we created. And by we, I don't just mean the actors. I mean, Greg Daniels being our leader really 
set the tone and the great writers room that we had and directors and the whole crew it carried through you know the the love that we had on the set carried through into the characters and into that world and it has brought a lot of joy to to people and solace and especially during this pandemic and i you're absolutely right Brian while we were shooting it that was not what i was thinking about no none of us were there kind of going wow this the laughter that we generate <laughs> will bring so much peace to people's aching hearts in the world. We just were like, you know, maybe Dwight could take his shirt off in this scene, right. you know, and what if Kevin right. bumped into the furniture or something, you know? Right. But uh, what a wonderful uh, bounty. And you're right. It's it's the thing I am the most grateful for. If I have to look in my whole life, you know, if I'm going to set aside gratitude for my wife and son and, you know, wonderful things in my family, Professionally, what am I most grateful for? The fact that I got to be a part of the office and that it has uplifted people's lives. Yes. Well, I, you actually just said something that had not occurred to me that I think is really interesting. We did truly care about each other. Mm. And mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that there may be something there that on screen people can appreciate and observe as truth. Yeah, I think that carries through, you know. I think the the warm, supportive, loving environment that we created on the set kind of seeped into Dunder Mifflin as kind of like the whole idea is that it's a it's a cold place and a weird place and an alienated place and we're in these cubicles and we have this terrible boss and whatnot, but there was there was a family that we created. I couldn't, I can't believe, and I couldn't believe the number of teenagers who said, "Like, I want to work at a place like Dunder Mifflin." <laughs> like, no, you don't. I have worked at soul sucking offices before. You do not want to do it, and they don't have that same camaraderie. And yeah, but you know what's crazy? I I had the opportunity to talk to a, a television critic, actually. Emily Vanderwerf, and she said something about that point right there that is fascinating. Working in a dying industry in a in as drab a place as possible, that there is now a nostalgia for mm. that because now it's become way more corporate and commercial. You know, it's like the difference between Dunder Mifflin and Staples or whatever. Like we talk about it in the show. Yeah. But the transition to today and you're graduating college and you're looking for a job, that there is sort of a weird nostalgia yeah. for yeah. a small old-fashioned office building, people getting together and selling things, good old-fashioned madmen capitalism. <laughs> I was just reading an article today about how the auto industry is dying, like auto dealerships, that whole model is dying, you know, with like Carvana and online sales and stuff like that. And I do think like 10 years from now, there's, there's going to be a lot less auto dealerships. And maybe there's a time when we're like, we long for like a good old fashioned car dealership where you get to walk in and look at the cars. Never. Like a car museum. Never. Although. No. And I, no, I, I can't stand car dealerships, but I, I, I don't know. Is it age? Is it just like my personality? I, I need to feel and touch something. <laughs> That's what he said. I need. That's uh, what uh, they said. Thank you. No, but I, the online stuff is really difficult for me. Like shopping fully online. I mean, you know, toilet paper well, or whatever. It's you like, don't like okay. the car dealerships and you don't like to shop online. Yeah. Cars are different. What are you going to do? Well, I think the issue with the car dealerships is I feel like intentionally the car industry. Here we go. We're talking about the car industry. The price of car has always been a mystery, and now you can find out more and more. And like that whole idea yeah. of like, well, let me go talk to my manager. Now it's like you go online at some of these sites, and you're like, no, this is what the car costs. This is what you can get it for me. Like that. I think the whole thing is a scam. We should just go to the assembly line, and they come off, and they say, here's how much the car is. Like, here you go, and drive it away, you know? I'm with you. I'm with All you. Right. I agree. We're going to fix capitalism, Brian. We're going to, you and I, two characters yes. on a comedy television Sit show. Down. We're going to fix, we're going to fix capitalism. <laughs> Speaking of, I want you to tell people about the amazing organization you and your wife 
founded Lide Haiti. I know you've been there a number of times. There was just another earthquake in the region. Tell me about how that is going and and how are your how are your people there doing? Well, thanks for asking. Yeah. Um so my wife and I went to Haiti before the big earthquake. So we were there in 2009 and we visited all over. We stayed there for like nine or 10 days. We really fell in love with the country. And then the giant earthquake hit in 2010 and, you know, 300,000 people lost their lives. One of the biggest natural disasters in human history. And we knew we needed to do something. We both volunteered for this UN-sponsored arts workshop with adolescent girls that were all living on a the one golf course in Haiti got turned into a refugee camp. So we were teaching there. And we saw the power of teaching the arts and literacy to adolescent girls and learn more about kind of girls' education. Michelle Obama, her whole thing is girls' education. This is a very, it's one of the most effective means of, of creating social change and real economic change in a country is through girls' education. So we, along with our good friend, Dr. Catherine Adams, uh, who recently passed away, we started Lide Haiti in rural Haiti teaching girls. We're now in about 11 locations teaching about, working with about 800 girls. We do scholarships. We have a computer lab. We do tutoring and a lot of health work because you can't disregard health. There's a food program that's connected as well. But I haven't been able to go down to Haiti in about two or three years because there's been a great political unrest down there. Okay. We just hired a new, like I said, Catherine passed away earlier this year of cancer. Uh, it was very sad. We were able to hire a, a, a new in-country director who's wonderful. And she's Haitian. Her name's Regine. And... Um, we'll be going down soon. Uh, and in the, we did have programs in the South, right where the recent earthquake hit. So we just took a camera crew down there and, and documented kind of what was happening. And fortunately our, our girls are all right. Many lost family members, however, mm. and, um, we're trying to kind of shore up that, that program. And, um, it's been great because basically what I do, Brian, is every year, in fact, very soon I'm going to be launching a Prizio campaign to raise money, and I whore myself out as Dwight, and I take all that money, and I put it all into Lida Haiti, and I'm able to raise, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year just from doing that, and it and it's great. It's worked out great. So it's a it's a wonderful organization, and it's it's really challenging and also really fun to be working on it with my wife as well. And we have an amazing Haitian staff, incredible Haitian staff, twenty five Haitian employees that are good friends of ours that we collaborate with. That's awesome. Yeah. If people who are listening, they, they want to get involved, where, sh where should they go? Uh, LideHaiti.org. L-I-D-E. L-I-D-E, Haiti.org. Yeah. Okay, great. And, and follow you, us on social, on Instagram, LideHaiti on Instagram. And, and I know e even when we were working together on the off, I mean, this is something you've been doing for, for a decade now, and I know made huge impact there in Haiti. We try. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. 
Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zin.com. That's zyn.com to start your new journey today with the Zin 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, so you've got... Fantasy football, that's basically enough for me. You're also just shot a movie, going to shoot this other show. You're working with Lee De Haiti, and you also have a new, new-ish podcast, Metaphysical Milkshake. How did that come about? So uh, a long time ago, while I was doing The Office, some friends of mine and I started a, a digital media company called Soul Pancake. And some of you may know some of the videos. We had a very successful YouTube channel. We did shows like Kid President and yep. My Last Days and a lot of viral video hits. Yeah, I did a music video. You did Let's... do a music video. Yeah, we. that was really fun. You were great in, in that. In pajamas. Wonderful. Yes. I did a little show on that called Metaphysical Milkshake because I love deep philosophical conversations. I just love to kind of dig into the, the biggest possible big ideas. And that's something I've always loved to do ever since I was a preteen. So- Along with my friend, Dr. Reza Aslan, who is a fantastic uh, historian, writer, commentator, we started this podcast, uh, Metaphysical Milkshake, which is exploring life's big questions uh, with some of the biggest authors and thinkers and movers and shakers out there. We've had Malcolm Gladwell on the show and uh, Naomi Klein, so many great thinkers. And topics are all over the place. You know, it's it can be... This week, we're interviewing, I'm so excited, this guy, Avi Loeb, who's an astrophysicist from Harvard who has this new book, Extraterrestrial. It's all about uh, the, the search for alien life. It's a great, great book. And so sometimes it's science, sometimes philosophy, sometimes spirituality. We're unafraid to talk about, you know, God and life and death and the soul. And so that's been really fun. We've been doing this uh, for cast media and there's you know, there's about 20 episodes out. They come out about every week or so. Uh, you can subscribe wherever you get your fine podcasts. You're talking to great thinkers. I haven't been on yet. Oh, God. How did we let that happen? I mean, great thinkers wow. of our day. I don't know. I think that I... When we think about some life's big questions that might be involved with topics like golf and fantasy football... Yes. You know, I 
I don't know why I'm even, I know I'm setting myself up here, even beginning this subject, but I have to tell you that for me, golf does bring me to a place of spirituality. And this is not a, I'm, this is not a joke. I know I'm opening myself up, but I know it's not a joke. For me, I believe it's the, it's the equivalent of, uh, you know, I don't specifically meditate. I will at times try to take moments of quiet. But for me on the golf course, it is the only time where everything else falls away from me, which I feel like is a form of meditating. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is strictly about accomplishing this one task and finding focus mm-hmm. on that one thing allows everything else to go away. Any other anxieties or work or family stresses or anything else goes away. And it's simply me attempting to accomplish one goal, which is to get the ball in the hole. Is that weird? Does that count? No, I relate to that completely. Now, I do have a meditation practice, but as you know, I play a lot of tennis. We used to play tennis together and you are a pretty damn good tennis player and you used to kick my butt sometimes. Not all the time, well, most of the time. But I've gotten a lot better since then. That was like 12 years ago. But I feel the same way about tennis because I think there's something beautiful about sport because it forces you to be in the moment. So when I'm on the tennis court, the only thing that exists is that green yellow ball And where is it? And how am I going to address it? So all of my natural, I'm a very anxious person. My anxiety lifts away and I'm simply in my body, breathing, moving and witnessing this ball. And it's exhilarating. And all of a sudden you're done playing tennis an hour and a half, two hours later. And you're like, you just feel so refreshed and, and uplifted because you haven't been looking at your phone and right. you haven't been pondering things and obsessing over things. And you've just been in the moment and been outside. It's uh, it's glorious. Yes. So I relate. Yes. You well, see, here's what we did. We just talked about a life's big question, just like this, irreverently with fun and, and in a relatable way. And that's what we try and do on Metaphysical Milkshake. Oh, well, that doesn't seem so hard. Yeah, I, see? No, I, I think I could be a guest then. Yeah, I think if so. That's, if it's as easy as that. Well, there you have it. Do you have a favorite big question to ponder or one that you're currently pondering? Well, I think all of the life's big questions that are the most meaningful to me are we're living in really difficult times. And with climate change, with political divisions, with racism, with the fears of international divisions and uh, saber rattling going on, economic uh, insecurity. It's a really difficult time to be alive. And I have, you have kids and I have a teenage son. And for so many young people, this mental health epidemic is really extreme uh, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation. It's a very difficult time. So anytime that you have a question about like, what what is my life's purpose? Like, why are we here? And what can we do on two levels? One, make the world a better place, but also to give our lives kind of a deep, satisfying, rich wellness and wholeness. So those two things go hand in hand, I believe. Like we feel more rich and fulfilled and more well, the more we're giving to others. And the more we give to others, the more rich and whole and, and fulfilled we f- we feel. So I think that's what young people need to think about. There's so many uh, young folk just have given up. You know, it's just like, why should I care? It's all, the world's going to hell and everything's falling apart anyway. But, you know, we can make a difference. We need to make a difference. And in making a difference, you will find your fulfillment and eventually your enlightenment. Excellent. On a, on a recent episode uh, of the podcast, you mentioned that you were raised by aliens, yes, not wolves. Well, first of all, what does that, what does that mean to you? <laughs> so, you know, this goes back to Dwight. So yeah. my parents were world-class weird and I had a very fractured 
uh, family, and it was a difficult place and way to get raised. I did not have a wholesome, loving, familial unit. My mom, who was a just a crazy hippie, took off when I was two in the late 60s. Uh, my dad raised me. He had been traumatized with a really horrific childhood. Then he married my stepmom. They didn't love each other. They were She was a very odd duck herself. So we had on the surface what looked like a normal human family. I mean, we had meatloaf and we'd watch episodes of MASH or Cheers or whatever right. what is on the television. Right. Um, and it, and it, it would seem, you know, they would drive me to soccer practice or what have you, but it seemed like a family, but it really wasn't a family. So they were so kind of odd and disconnected and awkward that I didn't know how to fit in. So I felt like I was being raised literally like third rock from the sun, like in an alien family where right. I was, my goal was to like, how do normal people act in the world? Cause I don't, I'm sure not getting it from my parents. So, and I do think that that ultimately that awkwardness has helped me play roles like Dwight because uh, I'm good at playing misfits and outsiders and loners and, and, and weirdos. And I've, I've played a lot of them, not just Dwight. I've played a couple dozen of those along my path as an actor, but I think it all comes from, from my childhood. It all stems from that really weird Petri dish that I grew up in. Yeah. Well, it's so much occurs to me about that, but mostly, I mean, you are, you know, for people who haven't seen rain either on the stage, I've said this before, this is public or in other movies. I mean, rain is truly one of the great actors and he, like I, are, are very interested in human behavior and creating a character physically, emotionally, you know, creating a character by using all aspects of a person to create that mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that helped you? I mean, you're having to, you're having to observe others to, to figure out how you should behave when you're a kid. Do you feel like that helped you? Uh, as an actor or made you want to become an actor at that point, like that study of human behavior? Yeah, that, that's a, I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. That's a great question. You know, yes. I mean, I was always, because I was such an outsider and I didn't really know how to act and I'm naturally just kind of weird, the, the study of people and learning from them and kind of watching how humans work and what makes humans tick is definitely a same set of skills that one needs as an actor. So I'm sure there's a correlation there. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, no need even to respond unless you have one, but, you know, this speaks to, you know, he just talked, Rain just talked about some deep stuff, very candidly about his family, yet I know you and you have a relationship with your mom and had a mm -hmm. very close relationship with your dad and mm -hmm. your your ability to not judge people obviously including your family is um well it's a very special thing about you well Brian you're so kind and thank you thank you so much i i do judge people way too much and i need <laughs> to work on that on my spiritual journey <laughs> But I think, you know, listen, we're all just, we're very flawed, all of us. God bless us all. Just like the characters in The Office. We're just, we're flawed people and we want to be loved and we're, we struggle and we make mistakes, big, big mistakes. So we have to forgive everyone, you know, our, our parents, ourselves, the characters like, you know, Michael Scott and, and Dwight Schrute and Kevin Malone that are just doing their best. And I think that that human, that basic human spark of humanity that it, it drove the office. You know, these are people wanting to connect and wanting to be loved and wanting to have meaning and wanting to fit in and be liked. And, and that everyone has character flaws. Even Pam and Jim have character flaws. And they're working them out over the course of the show. We never really get much. We get a little better. Dwight is at the end of the show has a little bit, a little bit 
more wisdom yes. than when he began. So that was cool to be a part of that very slow. You can't have a, one of the problems with TV comedies is that everyone gets very wise very quickly. And then after two seasons, it's a different character than when they started. You've got to have these deeply flawed characters striving to be human and you've got to have them continue to be flawed or maybe even more flawed season seven, eight, nine, so that it's still interesting and funny to watch. You right. can't have a you can't have the office with a Michael Scott who's self-aware, you right. know? So right. well and and maybe that maybe maybe that is how uh the office helps to answer or at least pose one of life's big questions. That mm. that flawed individuals there's a humanity there's a love that exists even amongst flawed individuals and and i don't know maybe gives all of us a little more tolerance is that too much i think that's maybe right no i think i think that's what art does you know you 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 and i did worked on that chekhov play together way back on the Three day sisters. you know we love anton chekhov and we both come from a theater background and you tell these stories and you're hoping that people go into a dark theater and watch characters try and live their lives and try and fail and try and succeed occasionally. And they do the same thing on a television show and it hopes that it just increases the humanity, that we have a bigger heart and more compassion one for another. It, it's, it's incremental, it's by degrees. Right. But hopefully The Office has made a little bit of difference in that respect. Yeah. Rain, thank you so much for talking to me. I love you. I appreciate our friendship so much and, um, and good luck. Brian, you're such a kind and good person and congrats on the success of this wonderful show. And it's been an honor being on it. I miss you living way down in extreme Southern California <laughs> that you live. I'm not going to say any town names, but um, I hope that when you're up here too, we can actually see each other and have a, a nice big hug and a big slobbery kiss. Cause you know, I'll go for it. Uh, no, there's no doubt you'll go for it. Well, I have to come because I, I have, that's what I she have... said. There you go. No, I, I have to see the, the white peacock. You've got to go see, you've got to meet Alma. Yeah. And bring the kids up to see Alma and the feed the pigs. Okay. Done. It's a promise. We'll get Oscar and, and Ursula and we'll, we'll yes. make a day of it. All right. I love it. Thanks, Rain. Love you, Brian. Thank you. Well, folks, there you go. With Rain Wilson, it is always going to get really deep. There you have it. A brief glimpse into the many facets, the many, the many sides of Rain Wilson and, well, a taste of what you're going to get if you tune into Metaphysical Milkshake with Rain and Reza on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts. It's everywhere. Again, if you want to find out more about Lide Haiti, L-I-D-E-Haiti.org, Rain thank you so much. When you talk to Rain, you're going to cover a variety of topics. Next week, we're going to hear from the incredible, the hilarious Ellie Kemper, uh, of course, who played Aaron Hannon on the show, The Office. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope that you have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. The Office Deep Dive is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers for this episode are Liz Hayes and Diego Tapia. My main man in the booth is Alec Moore. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend Creed Bratton. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. This episode was brought to you in iHeart 3D Audio. To experience more podcasts like this, 
Search for iHeart3D Audio in the iHeartRadio app. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.